As a farmer, I know when an animal is sick, and sometimes the right thing to do is to put it out of its misery. With this electricity we're using to keep Meredith alive, we could power a small fan for two days. You tell me what's unethical. I'll tell you what's unethical, Matt. Is trading your wide receiver one for two flexes. <laughs> That's not unethical at all. I'm the fucking snake. I'm the weasel. Weasel snake pot. Hey. <laughs> Yo, welcome back. This Honestly, well, we should unplug Matt and 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 plug and plug a, a fucking uh, a small fan in for for two days because, <laughs> because th that's the work that he has to me right now. He's the trying. work that he has to me. He's just trying. Honestly, I, I don't want to talk about anything else until we talk about this fucking trade. Welcome back. It's his week six. Yeah, I guess we'll do the. I mean, do I think we should? Be, wouldn't we do matchups because then we're talking about. I think we should let it rate. I think we should let it wait. Uh, all, right, all right, all right, all right. There was multiple trades this week. Yeah. Multiple big trades this week, actually. Um, did we did we talk about our trade in the last podcast? We yeah, we touched upon it, but it wouldn't go through until today. Um, yeah, we did talk about our trade. Fair, okay, okay. All right, all right. So let's talk about matchups here. Let's just jump right into it. Want to go? Want to go yours or mine? Oh, first? I can happily go to mine. A number one. Top of the top of the list, king of the hill. You can use whatever you want. Undefeated, untied. The man is still undefeated, five and zero. Oh, it feels good. Brutal. He's a thousand. He bats a thousand. He doesn't miss. Oh, Papa John's better pizza, better ingredients, better bitches, better money. I work better. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Um, really on the high horse. Here. I well, I can. I mean. I didn't even think I had to pay until I lost, but I guess people told me that I had. I had. Okay, no, I'm going to start with that. <laughs> when has that ever been a thing? When do you remember anyone not paying <laughs> until they lost? Ever? Well, in ever in the history of this league, when have you heard of someone not paying the buy-in on purpose and having it be a loss? Well, in theory, okay, and just answer my question. In theory, if I never lost, wouldn't that just be a waste of everybody's time, and I would just keep the money? Oh, sure. Okay, yeah. sure. Okay, yeah. So, so, but like at the end of the day, when has anyone else ever done that ever? Oh, because nobody has ever been five and zero. Uh. I don't know if that's the truth or not, but I think that's a lie, and I would love for someone to check on that. Yeah, make sure. And also, like when when that's checked upon, um, I want to know if that person paid because <laughs> I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did, and I really hope they didn't because if they didn't, then uh, I don't. I, maybe I don't, it's part of being undefeated. And they I don't understand. think that there, there's any sort of little which way that you can just not pay. I didn't pay. I'll pay, I'll pay if I lose, oh, which be, I did. Be, well, be, I, I'll still pay because like you know people were salty. Thank you. Oh, but you know what? Because you know what? Like like a little personal anecdote. So there was it was a fantasy thing, or it was um, no, I think it was a March Madness pool. We used to do this big March Madness pool, and someone um, someone didn't pay outright and and still made their bracket, and then Duke lost. It was the Duke lost to Mercer in the first round, and then they refused to pay, and that's why you don't do that <laughs> because it just creates it creates the animal. I'm not saying you would do this. But it creates the animal of, like, if you lose in a stupid way in the playoffs, then you're like, yeah, I'm just not going to play. Well, maybe it was also the last little bit of salt that I had for Buse because of what he did to me in the beginning of the season. Well, well, that salt got you your name changed. Well, it's not. And, and, and then there was talks of your fab getting taken away, which I think would have been valid if you didn't pay. And then I would have been like, that's just another reason for me to think that this league is colluded in against me. Because you didn't pay your buy-in? No, because they just want to take away every opportunity to make my team better, which is they they still they, – they, they knock me down, everybody, but I still have the best team. You, so. you have three jobs. You you work at Stewart's, you work at Duncan, and you are a professional victim. You are a professional victim. I, They're all against me. The link's against the, me. No the, one wants to see me 
mean wings. It's the salt. It. It's the salt and the wounds they have because I'm five and zero. Oh. Sorry, it's not you guys. It's me. Five and zero. Oh. You're the it. one holding all the salt, kid. You, oh, you, you have a lion's share of the salt. A Lannister <laughs> share of the you salt. You can't. I'm not gonna get into it. <laughs> Honestly, and, and and even talking to abuse after this match trade, he was like, "Yeah, I'm not even gonna say anything because abuse is gonna like cry and, and quit the league." <laughs> Fucking prick. Well, well, you know, we'll get to that, but I, I, I think you made up for your fucking – for your trade that you didn't get to do before the year with this little this little cute little thing that you did with Matt. So congrats on that. I hope you feel good about it. You're the best. I have the best team in the league, hands down, untied, unbeaten. And I have the best team in the league Thanks, and I'm Matt. undefeated. Thank you, Matt. All right. We'll talk about how Matt's not crazy. But we'll do my game first. I played uh, <laughs> the Cincinnati Tea Party. Who is now the New Jersey Jockstrap? Yes, I mean honestly, I think I had to agree with Murph going into this game. I think he was teetering on the like the four, the five, and I was teetering on like the the five or the six seed as of right now. Um, but I think this showed me that this showed that my team is a little bit better. I mean, maybe it is luck, but when you win a game, you have to assume that your team's over that team now. That's your just team how played well, right? And and you know what? It was because of the trade. But um, I, I made with you the league before. I got Kelsey and I got Brees Hall. And they both popped off the two top scorers of my team. Both of them. That's so great. Uh, 28 for Brees. 28.7. I should be real. And 33.5 for Chelsea. Hashtag uh, 25 yards for four tutties. Love that. I love that. Um, yeah, I love my team. There's no holes in it now. After this trade that I made, we'll talk about later. But, I mean, all around, I really like it. I got Kyler getting 16. I wish it could be more. He's yet to really play like he did last year. That MVP status for his first five weeks, and he got hurt. He's top Matt, five. He, he's, he's, he's the fifth quarterback. Yeah, I only say he's top five because I really think that other other quarterbacks are underperforming. Joe Burrow is not playing as good. I think Tom Brady's not playing as good as he is. Maybe that's Tom Brady getting old, but Aaron Rodgers isn't playing as good as he used to be. So I think he just is that way because of other people. I mean, Dak's hurt. You know, this is. I mean, that's just me. Um, but I think if they've all come back and if they were to play like they usually do, I think he's the eleven, ten. So. I wish that could be better. Um, Joe Mixon is okay. Um, I'm ha- I think he's a solid guy. He's always going to get me over 10, so I like to have him on my starting lineup. Um, but, yeah, it's okay. He got 11.8. Um, I think with Brees, quick thing about Brees. Like, love Brees. Like, 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 if I had him, would be stoked about it. Um, he did have that, like, 70-yard – I don't know if it was a 70-yard touchdown, but a 70-yard catch. Um, so th- that does add, like, like, a bunch of points to it. But I mean, like if he can, if he can continue to catch the ball like this and, and make big plays, I think he'll be like a like a like a solid running back. Oh, side tidbit: he got to the one for their offense two different times to the one. Mikey Carter, and that was for a first down and goal on the one. And both times they took Brees out and sent out Mikey Carter and got got two tutties for him. So I mean, that twenty eight bomb from Brees could have been a thirty bomb with those tutties. That's true. So, I mean, or a 40 bomb. I'm sorry. That's what I said. But so, yeah, I really like my, I mean, Mark Andrews was solid 23. I love that stack. It's kind of, it's kind of a vibe low key. But, you know, as we talked about in the pod before, sliding over to Mike's team, I'll let, I'll let you take it away as I say my last little tidbit. But like you, it popped off exactly like you said. It has its running back depth. I mean, Kamara's back. I mean, if T Higgins didn't get hurt, he's dropping 150 right next to me. I mean, if, if T Higgins goes out, um, and doesn't play because you won 153 to 134, Mike wins. He yeah. starts Amari Cooper at 20.6, um, who then Mike wins by decimals. Or starts Jacoby Myers, and Mike wins by a couple points. He's Jacoby Myers at 25. Right. So, so like, even though Mike lost, like I said it before, Mike's team is good. No, I, I think the biggest thing to look at is Kamara came back and finally had a great game. He, he had 24, and I don't even think he put in a touchdown. Um, like He had a really solid game. He had um, 91 yards receiving, 103 on the ground. 24 with a fumble. No yeah, times. exactly. So, so, I mean, um, 
Oh, Two Kamara fashion. Yup. Um, Chubb put up uh, running back on one numbers again with 26. Mike Williams had 24. Didn't even have a touchdown. Hayden Hurst has actually been really consistent at his tight end, which is funny because he kept Dolan Schultz. Um, Hayden Hurst was 17. Um, Miles Sanders a little bit of a dip at the flex, um, eight and a half. But I mean, if T. Higgins is playing, um, th- then Mike at his flex could start Sanders or Cooper or Jacoby Myers. Like Mike has a good team. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, the like, only reason why he lost was because of the injury. Because no matter who he started in his flex, he would have lost. Because he would have lost at eight points, and, he, and I won by nineteen. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's crazy to think, but even though you put a one fifty four, like like Mike had like two definitive paths to, to, to winning. Yeah. Which I mean, which I think it's good for Mike's team. I think moving forward. He's got to rip off some wins here. He's got because I'm pretty sure he's, he's one of the one in four teams. Yeah, he's one in four, so he's definitely got to like really get going on that. But I mean, like I like what he has. I mean, like I think out of all the one in four teams, he's definitely the best That's one in four team. Yeah, like, not close. I don't even think. I agree. Um, but it's okay. Moving it, forward, there's a lot of teams out there, not just in our league, that I've seen that they show me and like, yeah, this team is one in four. And I and I'm like, damn, how is that team one and four? And I think Mike's team is another one of those examples. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just a quality team all around that maybe just hasn't popped off all at once yet. Definitely. I mean, I, I think with, with the running back stack, I mean, I think he's got. I mean, like, I'm just off the top of my head, probably a top four, top five running back stack of, of Kamara and oh. Chubb. I mean, that's. I mean, if Kamara produces those numbers, I mean, it's a top three. Yeah, if, if Kamara's back, then I mean, it's probably just what I mean, me and you, or oh, me? not even me. I I would take Kamara and Chubb over Mixon and Brees. Fair. Fair. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say me. I was thinking about Teddy with Swift and Saquon, but that could be it. Oh, um, or I mean, I would Swift and 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 uh, Jamar. Uh, Jesus Christ, Jonathan Taylor. But we'll, right. We'll just we'll even about, still, even yeah, still, it could be great, there. But, but, but yeah, I mean, like I just it just goes to say that Mike's in the mix for the best backs, and then he's got four good receivers in Higgins, Williams, Cooper, and and um, Jacoby Myers. Yeah. So. And my last little tidbit about the whole thing is that yeah, he might be one in four, but. There's a one, two, three, four, five, six. The ne- the team that he is below is three and two. So really, he's only two games back from that one team. So, and it's Brandon's team. I don't know. I the, the it's ga- early. Yeah, it's, it's, the, early. The, the, it's early, and the gap is not that far. I think there is. He's not going to be a top spot. You have to stop looking at it like that. Um, it's starting to get into that pool of like the bottom three spots, and there's going to be that fight, and he's just going to have to be a part of that fight. I mean, it's going to be one week at a time. If, if, if he wins one this week. Then he's a game out of playoffs. You know, he, he's only two weeks out um, of being in a playoff spot, right. and and I mean, we're not even halfway through the um, our regular season yet. So there's time. There's definitely time. Let's move on to mine. Um, Post trade, I was feeling pretty good about myself too here, to be honest. Um, just starting with with Daddy Eckler, uh, the return. Um, thirty six in his return to my team. Um, <laughs> Yo, little side note. I played Jake last week. Eckler got thirty six. Then the next week, Murph played Jake, and then he, I traded with him, Eckler, again. Yeah, get he, your running shoes on, Jake. And then uh, 36 <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, um, I beat Jake 145 to 103. I mean, um, I'll talk about my, my team pretty quick. Jake's team was fucking abysmal. but um, So my team, Trevor Lawrence, I've had quarterback issues all year. I, I can't, I just can't get it done. Trevor Lawrence only had 10. He had the two picks. He had, The shitty thing is he had 286 yards. So it's like, if you take away two of those picks... And then he just puts one in the end zone. That's twenty points. So I mean, yeah. like that, that's three plays away. I mean, the, the birds D or, or not the birds D. The, um, the, the the Texans D has been better, and the Texans overall have been better than people expected. And then the Jags, I think, have been like up and down. I mean, um, the week before when they played when they played Philly, like right before that game, I thought that was a massive game for Philly. I thought the Jags, like I think I said on the pod, or at least off the pod, the Jags should be kind of like a cheeky playoff, like get in and win the division and, and make some people. Makes some people kind of nervous, but then Trevor Lawrence just does not look good. I'm getting nervous about mm-hmm. him. 
Um, Damian Pierce, just 20, uh, 99 yards and a tutty. Like, that's just my guy. Like, that's just my fucking guy. Yeah, I mean, he's been pretty consistent. The rookie, great keeper. I mean, every- fifth-round keeper. Like, I'm just feeling like he's pretty much untouchable for me unless after these trades I might need something else and then I might think about it. I mean, I mean, you got to start thinking about to yourself when it comes playoffs. I mean, are you focused on winning again? Are you focused on, you know, what's what's put my team at, you know, maybe the championship team? Like, there's, like, different tiers. There's, like, you know, guaranteed championship caliber, right? There's on the verge, like, maybe you can make a run, right? And there's ass, okay? Like, I would say there's, like, you could be on that verge or you could be a championship team. Would you rather lose the keeper and be a championship team or would you rather keep your keeper and stay in that verge? So, I'm asking you. Yeah, well, well, I'm, I mean, well, like, like I'm, I would rather, like, go for the chip. But I think that being said, like, we'll get to the trades a little more after. I think my team is is, like... Probably the second best team right now to yours. Um, I, I still think it's the second best team to yours. Um, like, I might be wrong about that. I could be. I could be bugging. But I mean, that being said, like I don't think it's like better than yours. I think you have the best team. So it's like, do I want to go in and just hope that the second best team can get it done, or do I want to wait and make one more move to kind of even out my lineup? So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But what I mean, um, but DK another solid week in a row. Like he's starting to pick it up here. 17, 88, and a tutty. Jamar. Gino. Gino's been balling. Yeah, um, who Jake fucking paid 20, $26 for when he had a starting quarterback. Two fucking weeks in a row I got fucked over in the in, in the fab, but we'll, we'll talk about more during the fab segment. Um, Jamar with 12. Uh, you know what? Jamar's not been great. I don't, I don't even care. The only dude I want to talk about, the only fucking dude I want to talk about <laughs> is Taysom Mill. That's the only person I want to talk about and, and for like for my team. So I trade Travis Kelsey. I look, I look at the tight ends um, on the waiver wire. I'm like, eh, there's some okay. Logan Thomas, questionable, some kind of shitty options. I see Taysom Hill sitting there. I look at him like, you know what? This is the only dude in the league that on any play could pass, catch, or run the ball. He did two out of the three of those things <laughs> this past week. He had zero catches, zero receptions, hit 35 pains, <laughs> and four touchdowns. The little Travis Kelsey of yours. He, he is something. He had like two goal line touchdown runs, a goal line touchdown pass, and then on third and one, he had a 60-yard touchdown run. 60-yard touchdown run, 35 points. It's something where I don't think it's going to um, continue like this. I mean, um, one of my bigger things I'm picking up before was that um, Jameis is out. If Andy Dalton goes down, the Taysom Hill is literally a starting quarterback. I can start on my tight end. So I thought I'd run it, and I got him. 35 points. I mean, I beat Jake by by 40. I mean, like 35 of that is, is Taysom Hill. Like, if he has a shitty game, then I'm a lot more nervous. So especially getting out of the week with starting Hines in that Thursday night game when he got literally concussed on the first drive. Yeah, I mean, you got 145 with Trevor Lawrence underperforming and not and, uh, Hines getting 1.8. Yep. So, I mean, imagine. Even Phillies D, who was the one, had three. Like, like I definitely, like, like surviving the down week. We talk about it all the time. Surviving the down week is the biggest thing. Um, moving over to Jake's team. You want, you want to talk about Jake's team? Yeah, I would about. love to talk about Jake's team. We talked about it last pod, and I'm going to say it again. He's got to unload that talent in Jefferson. His team is becoming too dependent on Jefferson, and his the team around him is just not good enough. So what he has to do is he has to unload it, get that depth, and hopefully you know, get some wins. Um, he only scored 103, and the reason was that was because of Jefferson. He got 31. Um, I mean, everybody else. I mean, Zeke was 7. James Conner was 7. Brandon Cooks was 6. Tanya was 6. Juju was 6. Bad. I mean, if he didn't have Pat Mahomes in his QB... He'd have fucking sixty points. points. So yeah, ha- I mean, you gotta unload the, you gotta unload those players. In my opinion, I feel like he could get three quality players for a little Patrick Mahomes, Justin Jefferson, and throw in one of his wide receiver or running backs. I think he can get a quality two players that could average 
way more, and then you can fill in with a third and average more points. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I even go further and say if you wanted to give, if you wanted to give both those guys up, I think he get four players. I mean, I think he can get. First of all, like, like like a little bit of a downgraded quarterback, we're still getting a good quarterback, and then a mix of, of backs and receivers. I mean, I mean, like if you can just get another receiver, like another like wide receiver two ish back, like and and then uh, another running back like two, and then another the running back wide receiver two, then I think that's depth across across the board. I mean, his team gets a little more mediocre in terms of the star power up top, but I mean at least week to week you can kind of feel the better lineup than this. Like the running backs are just not fucking good again. Like yeah. I think last week Zeke and Connor both had like ten ish. This week Zeke had seven point eight, Connor had seven point three. They're just not. Good running backs. Nice. It just it just like and when your opponent's running backs are putting up twenty and thirty seven, you need better running backs. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest things to look at for his team that's the only sign of life um, is is uh, Kenny Walker from the Seahawks. Because Penny is, I think, out for the year. Um, he's he's going to be their number one guy. He had fifteen coming in, so I mean, that's a sign of life. Um, but I mean, it's just not it's not doing it for him. I think the big thing is from his draft is the running backs are bad, but then also Pitts has been bad or hurt. So I mean. That's three out of his top, I don't know, off the top of my head, probably six picks. Yeah. That's just failing for him. That's just a recipe for just a terrible year. So I think Jake's team, I'm, I really think Jake's team is moving down in, in, into the worst teams. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think it's Jake and Z. And it was like, Jake's punishment? Uh, the cage. Yes. The cage. The cage. <laughs> the cage is funny as fuck. The ca- I, I, I think if we do, if Jake loses and we do the cage, we all have to be strategic. We have to do things that like, like if I throw honey on Jake, you have to throw flour because it'll all stick to him. Oh, you know absolutely. What I'm saying? We have to do this like like um, with with a plan going towards it. So it's just the worst thing that Jake could do. Oh, absolutely. I would love to see someone in a dog cage just get just littered with with eleven <laughs> toppings. Oh, of my choice. Oh yeah. Yeah. I hope you're hungry, bud. Hope you're hungry. Hope you're hungry. I'll let you wear goggles. <laughs> all right, Jake. We'll see. We'll see you in the toilet bowl, pal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next matchup. Uh, I'll do. A, I'll do a close one. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, uh, I'm him versus Mooney's jockstrap. Oh, this was a good game. Yeah, yeah I was, this came down to the the Monday night game actually, the last drive. Um, so Mooney's jockstrap sneaks away with a win, one thirty, one twenty eight. Brings Nick, what, that's two losses in a row? row? And I'll talk about Nick's team after with what I think about it. Yep, so Proc, um, just anchored by Josh Allen, uh, 37. Um, he, he's the number one quarterback. They clapped the Steelers from, like, the first second they got in the field. Um, I think Gabe Davis had, like, like three catches for, like, 103 tutties or two tutties, something like that. <laughs> Over, like, 160 yards, nuts. Yeah, fucked. Yeah, Josh Allen, um, 424 yards, four tutties, and he had a pick in there. It didn't even matter. Um, Proc's running backs is something to talk about, too. Najee's not been good. He's the 29th ranked um, running back. Um, I mean, in terms of points, 10, 13, 13, 7, 6. That is bad. That's yeah. like flex numbers. Yep. And then Aaron Jones has been up and down. I mean, with Aaron Jones, you get 10, you get 33, you get 5, you get 15, you get 10. It's just not doing it for him. Um, Waddle's really come back down to earth. Um, Godwin just came back with 12.3. Well, so with Tua being out, you, I mean, he's a wide receiver two of his team. I mean, Tua's going to, or Tyreek's going to get most of the, of the looks. Until he's a big play guy, and, I feel like. Until, but the quarterbacks there are not big quarterback or not big play guys. So until Tua comes back, the, he's not the weapon that he was traded for, or meant to be, or drafted for. I don't know if he was he's drafted right. He's a rookie. Yeah, second um, year guy. Waddle, yeah, second year. Second year. Well, and then also, I mean, even looking at the volume, a big volume guy. I mean, um, there's an outlier here. So I mean, um, so there was four weeks where he had five, six, five, and four targets. In week two, that one week where he had the 41 bomb, he had 19 targets. 19 targets. That's a lot. 
So it'd be one thing if he had even a double-digit target game other than that, but he hasn't. He hasn't even gotten over six targets in those games. So, I mean, you're really looking for, for um, like, a boomer bust kind of guy there. And that's his wide receiver one, I'd say, I mean, argumentatively. And then he had Lockett um, at 28 um, with the two tutties who really saved him there. Um, but then, um, oh, I didn't even see this battle of the kickers. So Nick had Justin Tucker with 16. But then Proc, this is what won him the game. He's like going into Monday night. Proc was up by 14 or 16, um, what have you. Nick had Devontae Adams and Proc had Daniel Carlson. <laughs> Devontae Adams had 28 and Daniel Carlson had 16. Um, so he won by two points. So um, on that last drive, the Raiders had one more chance to drive down and win. And Devontae Adams had a 10-yard catch or a 12-yard catch. Nick wins the game. Yeah. So, so Proc wins this by the skin of his teeth, which is good for Proc because we always say that like – well, when you feel like your team isn't great or your team might have kind of a down week to kind of like like eke out wins, it's great. I know he had 130, but I know he had, I get it. I know he had 130. But like when your backs are scoring um, 10 and 6. Yeah, not playing up to its full potential. Yeah, and then, then your starting receivers are 12 and 5. If you're going to win that week and score 130, like you're taking that every time. But I, I think Prox could have to move, guys. Because, I mean, I'm on his bench. Um, he's got D-Hop coming back, question marks. I mean, we saw Mooney play last night. I mean, he got a lot of targets last night, but that Bears team is bad. Melvin Gordon at 13, but I mean, there's just not a lot of like real um, guys I'd be confident in putting in the lineup. So I think Proc has to make a move to someone that really that, that really is in need of something. But I'm not super interested in Proc's team moving forward. But but talk to me about next. Talk team. to me about next team. I shall. Um, I think the I'm him movement is coming to a close. I think the reason why he was exploding was because of two reasons. Okay, he got some luck in his tight end spot. He got some luck on the waivers with. Um, um, Curtis Samuel. Shapeshifter was good for Right, but there. the biggest thing and the biggest influencer was Clyde. Clyde edwards Yep. And he came right back down to earth as we all knew it would. We didn't know when it would happen, but it would. Six points, and this is Clyde numbers. And I really don't see it. He could have a pop-off game. Any running back could. But I really don't see it changing much more. Maybe a couple 12 games. But I think this is really what we've all, all we're waiting for. And I think it happens, and I think this is where the demise of Nick's team is. When you don't have a strong running back one, I mean, his other running back's Tony Pollard, not even the running back one of his team. Yep. Um, and he's, I mean, he's still looking good, but like, question mark, right? And then your other guy is Clyde, who you were depending on, and he was producing, but now since he's not, that dependency needs to fall on somebody else, and he doesn't have that anywhere else. No, I mean, it's just it's Devontae Adams. He, he, I mean, like, he's in the he's same the exact guy. boat as, um, as Jake. Um, he got lucky in the beginning and just won three straight, and Jake lost three straight great quarterback and great stud receiver yeah um and he needs to do the same thing as with Devontae as Jake needs to do with Jay Jenna he needs to unload and get some depth at running back or or get two quality wide receivers or so he can have a better flex option like I don't know he needs to get better running backs with the with the strong wide receiver that he has he's got to do something he's got to make a move with because his chance is he not at that that level like he needs to be on that level to be able to contend for a champ. Championship and he's not. So I mean, for Nick, he has some like small, like he has trade pieces. I mean, on his bench, he's got Pickens from the Steelers, who I think could end up being the the one there at the end of the year. Um, Rashad White from from the Bucks, who I mean, um, wasn't fantastic last week, but I mean, like two weeks in a row, fourteen and seven with the two, like um, following two zero point weeks. So I mean, like he has players to trade. Like I, I don't think I would start those guys now, but those are guys that I could look to someone else. And say, hey, oh, I'll give you one of my studs and one of these younger kind of guys that are popping off. You get value out of it. And then Nick has like the most bizarre like edge I've ever seen in fantasy. He has the Bills D, who's the second best D, who scored points every week. And then Justin Tucker, who's literally the greatest kicker of all time. So he has this like odd 
edge of having like those two positions, which like I don't think I've ever said that someone has an edge because of that ever. But I mean like Nick weirdly like still could do it. Like I, I'm not I'm I don't think Nick is close to. I think Nick's team team is far and away better than Z and Jake's. Um, just because the weird defensive stuff, the ability that he has to trade, and then Hurts and, and Devontae Adams. And I mean it's not because other receivers are terrible. I mean he's got Mike Evans who's solid. I mean the shape difference has been um like hit or miss, and then. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested. I'm interested. I, I think Nick could make a move and could be relevant again, but I think he's, he's kind he's of hovering. Make, he's got to make a move, though. You agree? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's back towards mediocrity. Um, he still could do it, but he's got to make a move. He's got to make a move there. Um, so, so Nick down to three and two, though. So, I mean, he's, he's still two, looking okay. Yeah, three and two, yep. Um, next, let's go... Well, let's just get at least I'm trying Matt Higgins out of the way. He beat Bodie, which I liked. Um, Absolutely. I don't like Bodie when he wins, especially when he was close to being the top of the league. Yeah. Um, I have a vendetta against Matt. Um, so um, I, I want you to take me through Bodie's team first, and then I'm going to talk about that. Well, I'm going to say one thing. Dalvin's back. Got to love 26 from him. Um, the reason why he didn't win is because he's dependent on Lamar Jackson and Amon Ross and Brown. And uh, those two just didn't produce as much as they used to, uh, as usually do, I should say. Lamar only got 14 and a half, which still isn't terrible. Um, but, like, usually he gets 30. So um, that was a little bit of a down week for him. And St. Brown usually gets 15, 16. And uh, he got six. Um, hashtag we have a bet for Lazard averaging more points than St. Brown. And I'm on rounds at 20. So I know. But I'm just saying that it'd just be closer. Sure. sure. Uh, um, also, Drake London has been a little bit better than 7.5 per game. And, and so is Fairmouth. So, I mean, I, I guess, like, you guys just didn't pop off like they should. Um, it a lot makes, of injury stuff, I will say. Yeah. A lot of injury and like, stuff. Yeah. So, and, like, Keenan Allen's on the bench. I mean, he put my, left Michael Pittman on the bench, but he doesn't seem like the guy anymore. Um, I think Bodie's team, hopefully, for his sake, do, this doesn't continue, and his team is actually what we thought it was in the beginning of the year, right? But the downside to that is that if his team pr- continues to produce like this, I actually think this is what more of the model of what his team was going to be like in the beginning of the season. Lamar consistently popping off, his two running backs doing well, but his wide receivers were kind of the question mark. They were great, and that's why his team was the best team. But if they produce like you know everyone kind of thought they would, you know they're going to produce like this. I mean, there's a rookie and a guy on the Lions' offense who's I don't know. You can't really trust the Lions' offense all the time. So. That's my argument. Uh, um, I think with Bodie's team, like, if everyone's healthy, I think this dude is right up there with you and I for, for the top three best teams. Like, if you look at a healthy lineup, it's Lamar, it's Dalvin who finally looked back to form this week, um, fucking Leonard Fournette who's been solid, St. Brown, Drake London, and then his flex he could start Keenan Allen or Kareem Hunt or Pittman. And, you know, I, I think, like, he's still got really good depth. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when guys aren't hurt, you know, like, like London, um, London had a lingering um, issue. St. Brown's coming off an ankle sprain. Keenan Allen hasn't even played in a couple weeks, I don't think. Um, so I think that, yeah, Keenan Allen only played week one. He's been out since then. So yeah. it's like, but he's been hit with the injury bug. But if that team, oh, and Frymouth had a concussion. Um, but if that team can get back to healthy, I think he's right there in the mix. I mean, I don't really think he has to make any moves, to be totally honest. I don't really see, like, a spot in his team where I'm like, oh, he could improve, to be totally honest. I think he's just got to kind of just hope for guys to get healthy and then start the right guy in his flex. But I think he's still there. Um, oh, I, I think he's a top five team, absolutely. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, at least I'm trying Matt Higgins, this fucking guy. I mean, a must win. I mean, you got to love Monster Cheese doing his thing. Just pisses me off that his points. running backs are ass, and these are the only two running backs on his team. Or no, he picked up Mike Boone. But these are the only two running backs he has on his fucking roster, and Josh Jacobs had 31, like another 30 bomb, and then Monster Cheese had 20. Just pisses me the fuck off. Yeah, both over 100 yards, both got a tutty. Yep, yep. I mean... I don't think that's consistent, but I love his wide receivers 
in that moment, he's traded me one of them. Love that. We'll, yeah, talk, we'll talk about that after. Yeah, yeah but, Debo at 11 and Tyreek at 13. And then Deb Davis at 33 in his flex. Remember the name. So fucking... Remember the name, Gabe Davis. And Valdez Scanting and, and like, Loki in his bench might be the uh, wide receiver one for... I will never touch a Chiefs receiver, unfortunately. Because Valdez Scanling, 8, 3, 8, 9, 15. Like, those are good. Those are the like, same as um, Juju. So, I mean, just somebody's got to emerge at some point. It's just, it's just Maybe it's Kelsey. just Travis, yeah. It's just like, like, and, I have, and I have him too. <sighs> God. Yeah, Kelsey gets most of the red zone stuff. Mahomes just throws to whoever's open because he's a god. Like it's just, it's not consistent there. But like match team, you know, like if you if you told me match team was this team, you know, and and not the team he traded for, but you know what? Yeah, he's got a shot. <laughs> he, he's got a shot to flare with playoffs. Now after this trade, he doesn't. But whatever. I think, um, I think he does. He has depth now. Oh my God, bro, he's. All right, so yeah, Matt Higgins, I mean, crushed Bodie, 148 to 116. Bodie, um, another throw. Um, four out of the three out of the four, three and one teams lost this week and are now down to three and two. Bodie is one of them. Um, so that's a perfect segue into our next matchup um, a, a battle of three and ones. Yes. The Swanton Bomb, Teddy, <laughs> and two of Hex Girls, Brandon. Both down weeks for them. A low week, uh, 109 to 98. So, so something close. Um, Teddy's team just anchored by Diggs and Dallas's defense. Against the Rams, Dallas defense at 22, and they get at 25. One expected, one not. Um, I think it was kind of a lucky win, to be totally honest. Like, no oh, I mean, the, I think it was the, my first week. I mean, when your opponent scores under 100 and you can somehow squeak a win out of that, that's it's like losing and winning at the same time. Like, you're losing to almost everybody else in the league, but you won your game. Yeah. So, I mean, you just got to say that was a lucky win. And just say, hopefully my guys produce next week, or else I'll lose. You have to think. You have to think that in a nutshell. Can't yep. be happy with the performance, but you have to be happy enough because you got the W. Yeah, true. Um, I'm looking at Teddy's team right now, and I really made his team a lot better with this trade. But fuck, I know um, that's tough. But um, and Teddy, you're about and you're about to roast Matt for the same reason that you did what you did to Teddy. Okay, but but, but my team, but okay, my trade was way more like an actual trade than yours. I completely disagree. Okay, sure. Um, Teddy down week, Herbert with 15, I mean, Barkley with 20, he's just been the guy, like, the, the number three running back in the moment. Um, AJ Dillon at 3.4, I mean, not super great, um, I don't really know what to make of that Packers backfield, I think Aaron Jones has the edge, obviously, and Dillon's kind of losing stock. Um, um, Teddy's anchored with Diggs at receiver, but, I mean, Deontay Johnson had 11, I mean, he's not been great either, I mean, he's supposed to be their quote-unquote one. I mean, like, he's, he's put up, like, solid numbers, 12, 13, 16, 4, 11. Like, that's great. That's, like, wide receiver two flex numbers, but that's not good enough, I don't think. Um, the Hawk with a down week with one. Um, then, and then Teddy, just like he has the, had all year, has just, just flex issues. Started Gary Wilson that at five. Um, but then he had uh, Michael Carter on his bench at 17. Um, he had Rondell Moore with 13. So, I mean, like, he had guys on the bench that definitely could have started in the flex, and that's kind of the problem with having depth um, on your lineup is kind of starting the right guy, so... I think after this trade, Teddy has fixed that problem a little bit, but we'll get to that. Um, talk to me about Brandon's team. Well, I think when you – in a vacuum. Okay, not in a vacuum. I'm just going to talk – I'm just going to break it down. Yeah, me. sure. I mean, Carson Wentz I don't think is good, but he had an okay week. I'm just going to skip him. Derrick Henry did great. 28 points. Is, I think he's low-key back in form. That's back-to-back weeks. Yep, he's been coming back. But that's, that's three in a row, actually. 25, 24, 28. Yeah, so I think that's a uh, little Derrick Henry action. He's back. Um, might not be the king-king like he was, 2,000 yards, but, you know, definitely fantasy. Good good draft pick. Good keeper by him. Um, Damian Harris got hurt, so you can't really say anything about that. 2.2 points. Um, if he wasn't hurt, he probably would have won. 
that's sad, you know. But that's brutal. That's that. That's fantasy for you. Um, this is the toughest part about his situation: is when your wide receivers that are great are dependent on a quarterback, and when it's and it's your quarterback's not producing, your wide receiver doesn't produce. So this is a great example. I mean, CD only got ten. I mean, the offense for Dallas was wasn't really that great. Their defense was sick. They got a tutty. Yep. Like so, I mean, they re- pick two fumble recoveries, I mean, a field goal block, like on their head. Yeah. So game. I mean, is it really the offense that won that game? No. So I mean, CD showed that. I mean, we got five receptions for fifty-three yards, only ten points. And Christian Kirk, that's been the guy of Jacksonville, only got one reception for two point one points in fantasy. Three targets too. Yeah. I mean, that was because of Trevor Lawrence was just not having a good game, and that's where I was saying, like, you, you guys can't you can't have a team that's dependent on another guy. Yeah, and then Christian Kirk coming back down to earth. He had 18, 25, 19 in the first three weeks, drops down to 8 and 2. And then, as I said this week, he had his lowest targets by a wide margin with only three. I mean, this could be an outlier, but I think you're right. Like, this Jags team has not looked good. And um, and I think Kirk's going to suffer for it. And uh, I think that, you know, other than that, I mean, I don't really love Brandon's team. I think that if his wide receivers aren't producing like they need to, then he has no shot even like, any business being in the top five teams. I mean, if. He needs CeeDee Lamb and Christian Kirk to get 20 for him to even be talks. Um, everybody else is holes. I mean, Harris is a hole for right now. I mean, I don't like his tight end. I don't like any of his flex options. Yeah, like mediocre. I mean, like, like Singletary's had some good weeks. Um, you know, DJ Moore, McLaurin, um, Burkhead, if you want to go for go for the, for the catching the touchdowns. I mean, Latavius Murray's going to play this week. Duvernay, yeah. it's all just like low-end yeah. flexes. So, I mean, yeah. depth is not there. So Yeah, so when, when you're dependent on your wide receivers and you don't have depth, I think that's a recipe for a disaster, in my opinion, as we've said literally with uh, Jake and Nick. Yeah, and, uh, and the depth's not good enough for him to trade, I don't think, unless he attaches it to one of his better players. I mean, better players is Derrick Henry, who's probably not going to trade. Or then I guess after that you say CD Lamb, but like like I I, w- I wouldn't really want CD Lamb. Kirk's kind of out of it for me. Like I just don't I don't see a lot of mobility for Brandon unless someone gets desperate yeah. or he wants to trade Derrick Henry. Um, so moving forward, I'd be nervous. Brandon, I'd be nervous about him too. Well, like 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 lower, like lower and mediocre. Not not like one of the two worst teams, but I think he's in that tier above. I'd say, kind of moving forward, which is good, which is great because I mean I mean like looking at it for you and I, that's two teams out of the top six that are now three and two. That we don't think are very good teams in Brandon and Nick. So uh, I'm, I'm interested moving forward. Absolutely. Um, for those guys. Well, did we miss anything else? Yeah, we missed the Z's and, uh, and the Command. The, command. <laughs> the best for last. The well, shipple. The shipple. We love it. We love it. Uh, D1's finest putting up a 117 victory over a 105 commish. Uh, yeah. Commission. Love it. Um, I, I want you to talk about the commission's team. I know you love doing that. So, <laughs> Well, first of all, um, I love that CMC's back. For him, I think that's huge. Um, but my biggest problems for Buse's team is he needed to win in these games because he acquired players that will be lost from the starting lineup. Temporary because, guys. Yeah, temporary guys. So when you pick up and drop your fab on these guys, you need to, for them to produce and for you to get Ws. And for him to lose to a bottom team like this is not good for him, um, especially with guys slowly coming back. I think Swift's two weeks out. Um, I think Elijah Mitchell's two, three weeks out. Like, He's got, he's clock's got, sticking. you know, clock sticking for sure. And to lose to a team that you would think you would beat is very tough. So let me break it down. Uh, Russ with nine, uh, he, you got to sub him out. Not the guy. Um, I'm sorry. Like he definitely could produce sometimes, but he's not what he used to be. Hopefully you can find a better QB that can produce, you know, more often. Yeah. Um, I mean, down week um, for uh, Williams, 
Um, but it's tough after two twenty-five point weeks. Yeah, down to yeah. That, 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 that's just unlike him. Like I'm not, I have no comment on that. I think he's a good running back. I think he's kind of like the uh, the gritty player. He's the one. He's the drive. He's the captain. You know, if he's the one that's always hyping him up, I think he's always going to be a part of that team. So I think that's just a down week for him. Um, same thing with uh, AJ Brown. Um, that offense is ticking. They're five and zero. Um, and he just didn't get the ball that much in this they one. They just run the ball a shit ton. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles are a great running team. I mean, like, Brown has, has the targets every week. 13, yeah. 8, 10, 7, 7. I mean, like, like, you really just can't argue with that. This was as low in yards. Um, before this, his low in yards was 69. He cut that in half to have 32. So, I mean, everyone's going to have a down week. I wouldn't really worry about AJ. Yes. Um, but sliding right down there is a Cortland Sutton. I think you can't really depend on him because you can't depend on Russ. Because Russ, exactly. And, and, and it's even worse for Bruce because he has literally that stack. So, yeah. it's bad enough that... Sutton's is suffering from Wilson being bad, but now he's also starting Wilson, yeah. so it's not great for him. And uh, Sidney River is tight end. Love his tight end. Love Zach Ertz. I think he's going to be the, finish the five. I think every single time Kyler Murray's in the pocket and he's a small guy, he looks long for literally half a second because that's how much time he gets, and then he dumps it off to, to Ertz or runs it. Those are his two options. He's uh, double digits every single week, which is really I, – I, I don't think that – um, Andrews or Kelsey's a double digits every single week. So, no. I mean, like, I'm nothing urged better than those two, but he's been more yeah. consistent. Oh, top so. five for sure. I, I love that. I love that pick. But then the flex option, which is what you want from uh, your boy Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, with 21. But this is my point is you're going to be losing this value. So, I mean, it's great that he's producing, but you wanted the win. So, um, I mean, looking at his bench too, I mean, what happens when those guys, like, what happens if Swift comes back? I mean, who, I mean, he does have Etienne maybe as his RB2. That's the catalyst I want to talk about. I think Etienne is going to increasingly take touches away um, from Robinson. I mean, this week he had um, 10 rushes for 71 yards and five catches for 43. I think that's only going to. Uh, only going to continue as the year goes on, but but even then he's he's losing two running backs to to their starters coming back, and I mean I know Jamal Williams can still get goal line stuff and still score when Swift is there, but I mean you know that's obviously going to go down a bit, um, and then Wilson when Elijah Mitchell comes back. I mean, we've seen Wilson do this before and be great, but then when the one running back comes back, they start they're, they're, they're like they're going to start Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, you know I mean I mean that's what he's, he's paid. I mean you don't pay a guy and then say yeah. Exactly. I mean, you can, but that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I mean, um, like, I mean, even if you you'd be sitting 15 out of the defense, you know, the Niners with a well, with a touchdown on the defense, you still lose. Um, I mean, I think Buse is just like we've said it all year, just in that middle pack of of kind of mediocre esque teams. I mean, he's got McCaffrey that's um, that's been consistent. Like McCaffrey's back. Um, I mean. And then AJ Brown's the one, but other than that, it's just kind of question marks. And then Earth with the consistency. So I mean, I mean, he, he does have Michael Thomas on his bench. If he comes back and was going the way that he was in the beginning, maybe he's got a little bit of a flex option there. He does have Dobbs from Green Bay, maybe. Um, you know, he's been hit or miss. Well, that's he, a lot of maybes. Yeah, but like like you said, I think he's on that verge. Maybe a little trade. I mean, maybe if you unload CMC, he can get that volume up. I mean, but you know, there's only been like three people that have made trades. So four people. True. And there's been a lot of talks with people. I feel like there's been more talks ever this year, but yet the least amount of trades this year. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't know if people are scared to give up rosters. I'm, I I really do feel like across the board, depth is just down this year. Like, I mean, this could just be revisionist history, but I feel like the benches um, are worse than ever, and like the running back depth is I, – I think it comes out of the running back depth. I think it does. I think the running back depth across the board is the worst that it's ever been in the league. That's yeah. no one's fault, but like – I think that makes people not want to give up as much because they don't want to lose backs or they, or they don't want to pay so much because the, the the price for backs seems a little higher. I don't know, but I mean, it's really been me and you and then Teddy and Matt, the only guys that really, really made trades. I'm like, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's it, right? And it's just us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You and I have been part of every single trade. <laughs> yeah. That's funny as fuck. Well, because you know what? 
it's called quality fantasy management. Yeah. You know, um, you mentioned before, like off pod last year. This time we had our um our victory lap pod, our um, our, um, our our winner circle. Pod. Yeah, we were both at the top of the league, pretty much untouched, best teams. Yep, yep. It's not it's not exactly the same this year, but I think that you and I have the best teams at the moment. Just <laughs> <laughs> something interesting to, to to keep your eye on. Folks. Yeah, something interesting to keep your eye on. Um, Z's team finally gets a uh, um, another win here. Um, I mean. It, it comes down to Coop every single week. Like, he's just good every single week. His low is 16. His low is – and after that, his low is 27. And and this offense has scored like 9 and 10 points in the last three weeks. And this dude, it doesn't matter for this guy. He, he's, he's the offense, the entire offense. So, I mean, he has something consistent there. I mean, Dave Montgomery came back in at 18. I mean, we saw last night in the Thursday night game. Um, he had you know a little bit of volume, but didn't play as well. I mean, Dobbins had a down week. Um, I just, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it right now. I think if Cup averages 25 like he does, and having that guaranteed 25 <laughs> bomb on your team every single week, I think Z drops 110 every week. I think that's what his team drops. You know, 105 to 120 range. That's what I'm saying. And I think if you don't put up that. Z beats you. I think with it, with when you're when you obviously have a quarterback that's obviously going to put up 20 points, and when you have a wide receiver that's obviously going to put up 25, that guaranteed 55 and only relying on the rest of your eight guys to score 60 is not a tough task, you know? Yeah. So I mean, if he just does that, I mean, that's 110, and then one of them pops off, then he has a, then he has a you know then a potential decent game. But I think that going forward, I don't think his team is a a huge boom team. They're not going to score 140, and if he does, it just happens once. Um, but you got to put up more than 104 to beat him, and that that was happened to, to Deuce. Um, that, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, yeah. Um. And um. Uh, with Z's team, I think he's got to look to um to the caddy coming back. Um. I think when the caddy comes back, he's in a little better shape. Also, I know I was trying to trade with Mike, and I just got to trade or got a text. You now have three top ten running backs. You get nothing. So. I guess my trade talks to Mike are over. Just one a quick little sidebar. So <laughs> he's not happy about about my running backs. I guess that's okay. Yes, yeah, so finishes up so we can talk about our trade. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair, fair. All right. Um, I'm actually done there, so we should just. Get oh, I'm good. Yeah, both. I mean, sorry, Buse. What are you one and four now? Is he two and three? One and four. Well, yeah, a quick little standings check. Uh, yeah, there's three one and four teams. Uh, Jake, one and four. Mike, one and four, and the commission. One and four. <laughs> he won a title and hasn't been good since at Buse. Yeah, um, I think Buse has the second best team out of those three teams to Mike. But I don't think that's really saying much. Like if you have the second best, you have the second best out of the out of the last three teams in the league. So you're second to last. Yeah, congrats, pal. Yeah, no, he's but overall I think he has the uh, fourth worst or the third worst because I think Jake and uh, Jake and uh, and Z and Z take that cake pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I want to look at Buse's team again here. Um. I'll go fourth. I'll go fourth. I like his team better than Brandon's, I think. Mm. So I think Buse is the fourth worst team. I think their teams are very, very similar. Yeah. No, I agree. Even when, like, when it comes down to their, like, he's got Caffrey, he's got Derrick Henry. Like, so dependent. Yeah, fair. All right, let's, let's go with the trades. Let's just, let's just recap um, our trade, you and my yes. trade. Let's go chronologically here. Out, yes. of, out of the three, these three massive trades happened in the last seven days. Yes. Um. So ours... Um. I, I was feeling, um, I was feeling getting off Kelsey. Um, I wanted to get him back. So like, you know what? Let's let's talk trades. Um, traded um, Kelsey and Brees Hall, my second and third pick. So I got on the two three turn for Eckler and then Bobby Woods, who was more of a throw in. Oh, yeah. Just needed someone that I can possibly get start um, on a flyer. 
Um, we talked about it already. I mean, I like that trade for both of us. I think that you definitely could end up winning this trade, like in the long run, for yeah. sure, like one hundred percent, because Kelsey could be the one. And and if Brees Hall ends up being a top ten back, then you definitively win the trade by yeah, far. Yeah. Um, for me, the way I looked at it is, I just wanted to get off Kelsey to get position players. So I got Eckler back, who's the who's the running back two right now. I'm pretty happy with it. Well, so we already talked about that. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah. Talk to me about your trade with me. <laughs> Let me talk about it. Let me talk about it, okay? Sure. I hit Matt up, and I said straight up, I was like, remind me, let me pull it up so I, can, so I can not just be like off the record. I'll give you actual facts and talk about the trade. I hit him up, and I was like, I'm going to read you the exact text, everyone. This is from the mouth. I was like, any chance you would give Ramondre for Debo straight up. And I gave this long spiel. I said, I understand that's not even, but Harris is out for two weeks and there's no backups of worth on the Patriots depth chart. You would lose in the trade uh, in the long run, but you're going to get a RB1 back for a minimum two weeks and RB2 flex after. Winning in the beginning, losing at the end. That's my offer. If you don't like it, send me something back. That's what I said. Sure. He hits me back with, I wouldn't go as far as Debo, but I would go as far as Gabe Davis. And then I said, ah, Gabe is too boomer bust for me. What if I threw in Lazard? Good floor. And then I said his numbers, 15, 18, 13, three last games. And he said, I'm in. Sent it. That's how it went down. And so I got um, Debo, and he threw in Elijah Moore um, for me, just to make it even a second. Why not? Sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I got Debo and Elijah Moore for uh, Ramondre and Lazar. And I think my little arguments is is okay to make that trade. And I think it's the same reasoning for why everyone was mad at Mike for keeping Chubb last year when he could have kept seeding. Okay. In a vacuum. In a vacuum, when Matt's looking at just his team, nobody else, nothing else but just his team, right? I think that increases his value. I think Ramondre, for at least two weeks, is going to be producing those RB numbers that he needs to win some games. One, that's a plus value. I think he's going to give him an RB flex and a guy that he's going to be able to put in the RB2 when he has buys. That's another plus. The wide receiver with Lazard can only go up. We've seen his floor. It's 10 points. Right, So he can either go up or it can stay 10, which is great for a wide receiver too and to fill out behind the loss of Devo. Great. Check. He, he gained three things. And so he was like, in my mind, and this is what I'm thinking of him. This is why, this is why I say this. Is he's, talking, he's like, in a vacuum, bang, I just checked off three major problems of my team with one trade with only losing Debo, who wasn't really an asset of my team. I have Tyreek there. You know, I, I need something else. So – that was my thing. So, but then if you look outside of it, and that's what the league does because they're not Matt's team, you know, you're giving a, a guy that just needs a wide receiver one to be on the verge of the best team. Check. He did that, right? He gave it away for two bench guys or guys that I could start, like, on my, like I, I could put my bench and it wouldn't lose my game for me. Check. You know, like, the, and they don't like that. So I give both sides of the argument, but in the vacuum case, right? You can't sit here and say Matt was bet over in that trade because it benefits his team in three big ways. I mean, I, I just think that the part you're missing is that Matt could have gotten so many better trades for, for Debo. I, I just think that, like, conceptually the trade makes sense of trading your receiver for a back and a receiver. But, like, these two players doesn't count. I mean, the, the, the only way that I'm, I think that, that Matt, you could say, wins this trade is that if Debo isn't a top six receiver and Ramondre is a top 12, because that means he's a running back one. If, like, if he got a running back one out of this trade, that's a whole different story, especially Matt we talked about before, only drafted three running backs. He drafted and one towards ACL. So now, I mean, like that could fill a hole for Matt. It's like that's the way out of this trade where I'm like, okay, you know what? Well, like maybe Matt did. But then if he doesn't, if Matt just traded like a running back two slash flex and, um, or, or, or Matt just traded Debo, who is like – 
like I, pre- I feel like a definitive like wide receiver one candidate every single week. Like, like probably a top six receiver. If, yeah. Like if you go through the list, for for guys that are maybe a running back two and a flex, it just kind of guts your team. And you know, like his his only two like solid pieces or consistent pieces. I know Jacob has been good. Were Tyreek and Debo. So I just feel like there was just way more room to get more for that. And then also like I got to bring in like like the, the shit that I talked about in that was that. Like when we were talking about trades with him and I, like I offered him a shitty trade, he, like that was worth being denied. But then after that, his reasoning was, um, is that Jonathan Taylor was part of the trade that Tyreek or Debo individually have more value than Jonathan Taylor. Tyreek, whatever, fine. I, I, like I like I'm not going to argue with that. Like I don't. I'm even though I don't agree, I think there's maybe a case. Like JT and Debo, though, I think that's just like a little bit of a different story. I would have to agree. But um, but so then he transferred Madre and Lizzo. I just I don't really get it, and I feel like if Matt like. Wanted to trade Debo, he should have looked around more to see what he could get because I think he would have seen himself that he could have get gotten more out of it. So, so like, like would, none I, of this is on you. Like, yeah. like, none of this is, is on you. I'm not saying you took advantage or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I think Matt was stupid for doing this. Fair. Matt was stupid for doing this. This is not you didn't weasel anything. You didn't take advantage. You didn't do anything. You gave arguments that I don't know how Matt agreed with, and he took them. So it's, it's not it's not on you. Well. My last little tidbit is I think you were 100% correct. I think if he did shop around, I mean, if people are listening to the pod, I think I texted six different people about Ramondre that day. And I declined, I think Brandon, because he didn't text me back. And I texted him a trade for Ramondre. And he's like, yeah, I think I'd do that. And I was like, too late. I already got one. I think if he was to have shopped that hard with Debo, he could have gotten something great. I, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, I, I could have. I, I I could see that through the lens, and maybe that's another reason why the league is mad at him. <laughs> I, I yeah. Um, but yeah, that, but that's. I mean, like, I think you understand. It's yeah. just, just, just like I just don't like. I don't get like if Matt wanted to make a panic trade. Like I don't get why he wouldn't like. Like I, I'm like I feel like I could be wrong. I feel like Matt's never reached out to me for a trade. I don't know if he just doesn't like. Well, like reach out like that. I, I don't know if he just. I like, reached out to him. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was a panic thing. I don't know if it was like a, like I want to know how he feels about it right at this second because like the the only thing he said in the chat was basically in response to my Jonathan Taylor thing was that he didn't want to trade for an injured player. So sure, whatever, fine. That, that's that's the argument for my part off the board. But the trade that he made, I want to know what he thinks about it now after seeing what everybody said. So I'm I'm gonna put that in the chat. Like if he has any, put it in the chat. Remorse. Listen to the 45 minute mark and after when we put the pot in. Yeah, Matt, at Matt Higgins. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, hold on, just just talk for a second so I can put this. in. Yeah, chat. so I mean, I'm actually gonna switch over. So I, I, no, let me tell you my final team as of the trade, and uh, it was projected 138 um, at the beginning of the week. I got Kyler at uh, QB, Joe Mixon and Brees as my running backs, Hollywood Brown and Debo as my wide, as my wide receivers. Uh, Hollywood Brown's the wide receiver six. I know D Hop's coming back, but until he does, he's changing my mind. He's changing my mind. Hollywood Brown. Hollywood. We, what? we talked about it. We talked about it. Like I didn't think it would it would last. It's lasting. It's <laughs> lasting. I gotta eat my words. I, I have to eat my words. And uh, my tight end is Mark Andrews, and my flex is Travis Kelsey. Um, I'm projected 139 because I have the Bears defense, and they got eight last night. Um, but I'm feeling really, really good um, about my team, and and and. On a side note to that, I don't even need to win. Like, um, I'm just happy that my team is a no longer a stress thing. Obviously, if I get injuries, it'll stress me out, and I'll have to do it. But it's a depth thing now. Yeah, going into like, that's my that's my problem now is depth. But right now, my starting lineup, I have no stresses. If I lose, I know that's a consistent lineup that will pop off the next week. And if it's not that week, I know it will be the third week after that. 
So that I, I, that's what I love about this team. Before, I was looking at my team and I was like, shit, I got to fight to get 120. True. So um, I, I'm happy with that. Um, I think this works in really good combination with your last trade because um, um, you traded away Eckler, who, who was the most consistent guy on your team, I'd say. Well, like the, the stud, the, the, your anchor. I mean, you got back Brees and Kelsey, which is massive, but now to have another um, another position guy, like like a third position guy, um, just for depth, um, or just trading away depth and getting Debo, now I think, like, down the line, there's really not a lot of um, of question. I mean, like, if no guys are on buys, you start this line every single week. Oh, yeah. And it's not close. I mean, um, and then um, a lot, if Elijah Mitchell can come back and, and, and be any sort of any sort of solid, then that's your depth piece. That, that, that's that's what I need. need. And, that whole, and, I, and a little side note to that, I have, I think, the third most fab. So hopefully yeah. being able to pick up one more wide receiver along the way to give me that running back depth and then that wide receiver depth, that'd be my goal. Um, or to just, you know, create some, grab a big guy at the end that it could be running back too, just to have that depth. I like I like that I still have a big big number of that. Fair. Uh, Matt also responded. I, I messaged in the chat. How does he feel? He said, quote, unbothered. Lots of talk when we haven't seen how it turns out. You know what? That's a fair argument. Calm in the face of pressure. <laughs> I'll give it to him. I'm not, I have no quarrel against that. But because, hey, because, because, I mean, like, especially after, to- after thinking about it, like, a day later and talking it through here, like, there's an avenue where he went to trade. There really is. If, if, if Ramondre can continue to go off and Lazard has flex value, there is an avenue where, he's, where he wants to trade. So, yeah. so, so, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm a little less annoyed about it. I still think he could have gotten a better trade. And, I'm going to stick by it. And that. let's take a, piece, a peek at Debo's numbers. I mean, the targets have always been there. Me and you are huge target guys. Yeah. But if he was to, if he, I mean, every week he's got under fifteen besides one. No, that's fair. That and is fair. That's Lazard. That's Lazard numbers. Lazard's gotten thirteen, eighteen, fifteen. That's and I'm not odd. sitting here and saying that Lazard is better than Debo. It's nowhere close, because Lazard can't get twenty five on a, like at, at any given week and get forty five on any given week like Debo can. That's just not going to happen. Like, and Debo could do it for four games straight, and no one would be shocked. If, he, if Lazard did it, people would be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. So like. There's that, and like, but I'm just saying is if he produces like that, then really he just gained a point. He just gained the points of Ramondre for free because he's getting the same value in Lazard. I see the rationale. I I, I get it. I get it. I, I, that's how I think I got him personally. I think that he was looking at Debo's numbers. He's like, fuck these numbers, and then he's looking at Lazard's numbers. He's like, fuck, he's using the same exact fucking targets and numbers. It's a panic trade. <laughs> yeah, it's and then he was trade. like, Ramondre. Yeah, you're right. And I think he took the bait. He took the bait. He took the bait. Um, so in response to your trade, I felt like um, I, I felt like I had to make a trade. Um, that being said, I wasn't like actively pursuing anything crazy. I was more pursuing some more James Robinson centered stuff. Um, but then I was sitting there with Teddy last night, and we were watching um, we were watching Commanders Bears, and um, uh, Teddy was talking about oh like like, like ro- I'm rooting for the Giants. And I was like oh the only way I'd root for the Giants is if I had Saquon, and then and then and then Teddy shot me a look. And I shot Teddy a look. And then 15 minutes later, I had Shaquan Barkley on my team. So, so the trade, obviously, uh, I think this trade is pretty even. Uh, I got some mixed reviews. Actually, I got a lot of flack on me because I'm, like people think I lost the trade. I don't really get it. So I traded Jonathan Taylor and Jamar, my babies, my sons, a week after reuniting them with Eckler. I traded them for Saquon and the Hawk. Um, so my perspective was, um, Saquon and, and, and JT. I mean, I know like when they're both playing, like they're both top threes, but I mean like Saquon, you know, has been unbelievable the first couple weeks. Taylor had a good week one, started off slow and has a high ankle sprain right now. Might play, but some question marks there. Sure. I was like, oh, I mean, I think I'd rather have Saquon moving forward 100 out of 100 times. Um, for me, Jamar had, I'm had a slower start. 
Um, I mean, I, I know he. Um, I know that um, he's probably going to bounce back from that, but after trading Kelsey, I know I had a hole in my tight end. Um, so I was already streaming my quarterback week to week. I just didn't really want to um, to, to kind of stream my tight ends every week too. So now I have the Hawk. Um, and now I think I still, I still think I have one more trade um, in there for um, for Robinson to get a receiver. Um, and even still, I can still start um, DK um, and Olave when he's healthy. Um, who have both been good. So I mean, I have three top ten running backs now. I mean. Eckler is the two, Barkley's the three, um, Pierce is the ten. So I mean, um, my running backs are solid. Um, the receivers—that's gonna be my big question mark. I mean, DK's been better again, um, and then um, and Olave's been good, and then I picked up Chase Claypool, which I got a lot of flag for. I wanted to defend that a little more during the fab portion, mm-hmm. but and then I have the Hawk. So I mean, um, my depth has gone down a bunch um, through these last two trades, but I think in terms of starters, I think. I'm pretty happy with with having like three top ten. Backs, well, I'll, so. I'm I'm gonna read you something, okay? And I would have to understand. I'm gonna say this on paper, my my God, that's all I'm gonna say. In your two trades, you've given up Brees, Travis Kelsey, Jonathan Taylor, and Jamar Chase. Sure. And you've received Eckler, Bobby Woods, Saquon, and the Hawk. To <laughs> dude, do you see the list? Brees Hall, that's uh, whatever. Okay, Travis Kelsey, stud. JT, stud. Jamar, stud. But here's my thing. Okay, this is the big question mark. Okay, Eckler has proven it. JT hasn't this year, and neither has Jamar. And Saquon has proven it. So two top three backs yes, right now. Yes, I mean, and and a top five tight end. Yes. Now I have to have one more tidbit. I like the trade for you. I think that Teddy lost the trade, and, and for people that are listening and making this far, let me explain that to, to why, okay? Um, I have a hard time trading the number one back, period. If I had Nick Chubb or Saquon this year, unless someone's trading me practically an unresistible like, trade, I'm not trading that. That is the number one valued person in all of fantasy. Why would you not want him on your team? That, yeah. is, that is my personal opinion. Um, I didn't see Eckler as that value. I didn't see as him. That's why I traded him away. Personally, if people want to say that to me. But I see the two guys that have um, the value this year is Nick Chubb and Saquon. So I have a tough time trading them away. And I think you traded away guys that are not playing up to what they are. I mean, Jamar is... So, uh, sold low. I definitely sold low. I mean, 100%. I hate to say it. I think Jamar is in the sophomore slump. Could be. I hate to say it. I mean, maybe if T. Higgins is out, again, I don't know if he is. Um, next week, but if he is, maybe he pops off just this week. But they have so much wide receiver depth there. Joe Burrow's not looking good, and maybe the I mean the offense doesn't look great. I mean Joe Mixon's not getting his own touchdowns as it is. I just think they have so much talent spread out everywhere that they need to get him the ball. And I think Jamar's rookie season was just what they needed to propel them to the playoffs. And he caught the ball when he needed to. And I think he had a great year last year. And I don't think Joe Burrow was given as much opportunities because. He needs to share the wealth. I, I just think that's what he's been told. I think that's what's going to happen. So I think that you win this trade. And I think it's really not even close. <laughs> like, JT, like, Maddie wouldn't even trade Debo for JT. So that's the value of JT for me. Like, I agree. Like, until he proves something and comes back healthy, I don't value him. And they look bad. Right. Colts look terrible. Right. Like, I don't like – and same thing with Jamar. And then opposed from that, Saquon has looked amazing. And the Giants have looked something unreal. So, I mean, either the Giants continue and every or everything falls flat. But fuck it. Ride the high. Exactly. You, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And the Hawk, dude, not a lot of tight ends can get 40. 
Exactly. I know, and he's been inconsistent, I know, but I mean, like, like you just said, his ceiling is as high as any of the other tight ends. I mean, his floor is is more around where most tight ends are. But that being said, I mean, like, I'm, I'm going to start him every week. It, like, for him, it's more of a comfort thing of, like, I'm not going to think about not starting him. I'm oh, just, absolutely. So, I mean, I just got stability at all three running back spots. And Pierce is already on his bye this week. So now I can start him every week after this. And then the receiver spots, you know, I mean, I have hope for. Uh, I mean, I, I think Olave and DK are solid. Um, but I think that's something where I, I got to get off. I mean, I still have James Robinson. I got to try to get off James Robinson now while, like, there's still some value there. Hopefully he plays well this week and, and I can get something out of him. But I, I still think I'm one move away. I'm one move away. But I'm um, happy with it. I My last little thing about it is you got what you had last year. You have the one and two back now, right? So I think that's all you did is you wanted to achieve what you did last year that got you success. Yeah. Um, I think it either pays off and you, and you have that team that's a top three team, like you say, and I think you make a big push. Or... It doesn't pay off like it did last year. Well, we're going to find out. Obviously, that's the way it goes, either potato, potato. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, I think especially this year with, like we said before, like we keep saying, like the lack of depth of the running back spot to have true. not one, not two, but have three guys in the top ten, I just think I'm at an advantage every single week. I mean, I just think that like having wins at the running back spots each week and guys that can drop absolute fucking bombs, it's an advantage. It's an advantage. So, I mean, I really think those three to, to, to play up to, to their potential. I'm like at the hawk with advantage pretty much every week at tight end, especially since you have two, like the, the top two. So pretty much against almost anybody else, I'm taking my tight end. So I got advantages of four positions every week. You know, th- that's all I can ask for. That's the way I'm looking at it. And again, I'm one trade away. So I mean, if you look at it in a two-year period, you lost that trade immensely. But if you just look at it in this season alone, you won that trade immensely. That's how I see it. Oh, people, yeah. people are so focused on, dude, last year. Did you see those players last year? Talk about now. It's not last year anymore. Look at that. Just the stats this year, and both the players that Murph traded away have not been good. But yeah, I had bombs week one, and then I've been just like way under what I want them to be. And also, (laughs) I forgot to mention, Saquon was picked in the second round. Keeper value right there. I'm keeping, uh, like, even uh, whether I want to keep Pierce or Saquon, I can trade the other one for for, for some, for just any sort of draft pick. So, and not even just draft pick, not even just draft pick. Both of those players, I think, are in the top five most valuable players in fantasy right now. Yeah, no, I I because Damian Pierce. Being a top 10 running back, plus being a rookie, plus having keeper value, like, huge. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I think it's big. I mean, just, like, really valuable guys. I think I, I got studs, um, studs everywhere now. I mean, my depth, again, just just like you, my depth is now not where it was before at all. But, I mean, I'm riding with it. I, 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 I might have been a little bit early for a top-heavy trade. I usually don't like doing a top-heavy trade until later when it's, like, when playoffs are kind of looming. But, I don't know, I this felt like the time, and I wanted to, like, your team got so much better, I wanted to... To, to do something as well. <laughs> I wanted to do something as well. But I don't know. We'll see. All right. Uh, I want to go Fab real quick here. Yeah, let me think. I think there was only two. Dude, I have to roast you right now. That's what I have to do. Bro. All right. So I um, – coming into this week before these trades, Taylor was questionable with the ankle. Olave, concussion protocol. Um, he was also questionable. And then I had Damian Pierce on by. So I was looking. I was looking pretty thin, <coughs> and, and and um and who I might have started the flex. Look at the waiver wire. There was no one there of any value that I wanted, other than Chase Claypool sitting there. So I said, like, you know what? Not a lot of guys there this week. Not a lot of flex options. I'm gonna go high. I bet twenty dollars on him. Yeah, no one else bet on him. I got him for twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Chase Claypool. I wouldn't even spend twenty dollars even if everybody was betting on him. You know, with Chase Claypool, like. He's um he's a high flyer kind of guy like he's a boomer bust I mean the, the targets have been pretty good six 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 two and nine and then also I mean this is a far out thing and like I I actually found out that, about this after I picked him up but like there's been some like um not trade rumors but between the teams but just some kind of like 
um, some stuff on the pods I listen to of like Packers trade for Chase Claypool or someone trades for Claypool and like I, I would never bet on that. That's not any part of the reason why I picked him up. I just thought that was something interesting where it's like if that were to um to happen, then obviously it's a different different situation. But the way the way I looked at it is like I'm spending twenty dollars on a guy that I like wanted a little bit that like would be in my starting lineup. You know, I mean, I think this kind of ties into um, to, to the stuff with. Um, with the other pickup um, of Geno Smith by Jake for what twenty six dollars <laughs> or what have you, um, because I missed out on startable guys even even more importantly at the quarterback position in Goff and Geno Smith um, in the last two weeks yeah. both were top five quarterbacks um, on the waiver wire. Um, so, so then I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm not going to miss out on a starter again. So I actually been I've been twenty for Geno and twenty for Claypool. I thought I was going to get both. Um, so I mean, I get Claypool for twenty. Uh, I'm probably going to start him this week unless Olave plays. Uh, like with the blind bidding, I had no idea what other people were going to bid, so I'm not that upset about it. I'm not, and I think that over the last couple weeks, we've seen people spending more and more. I mean, like, is is 20 for Claypool that much crazier than Dorch for 16? I, I just don't think it is. I think Claypool's a better player than that. I no, think, I think maybe I, I'm wrong. No, I, no, I I just think both were overvalued. Like, I'm sitting on Dorch and I'm sitting on Claypool. And when I'm evaluating their worth and how much I bet to see how much I'd win, I'm saying Dorch is an eight dollar winner, easy. And I'm saying Claypool, you could have got for twelve, but even if people were right. bidding, even if people were bidding. But I understand if you want to secure the. But victory. it's blind, you know. Like, it's blind, and, and I would have had to start him, you know, or like I may have had to start him. A lot of it doesn't play. You but know that, what I'm saying? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like, as a, you want to preserve that fab, and you don't want, and he's not worth that twenty dollars. Like, Eve, he, as a guy that you're going to keep for one week. One week, like I don't, I don't think he touches your starting lineup after this week again because Olave's back. And if people stay healthy, you can't just predict injuries. I guess, I guess that's why you have the bench. Never mind, I'm taking that back. Fair, I take fair. it back. Uh, I hear you. I, I take you. it back. But I'm trying to say, like, you're never really going to start him again unless there's an injury. And I guess if you want that depth, that's fine. But for twenty twenty dollars for a guy that you're never going to start unless one of your other guys go out, that's ridiculous. In my opinion, like I understand no, I if I drop twenty five on a guy that I'm going to start every week, I get that. Like I've taken back my statement on Jeff Wilson with Buse because like that's a guy that gave him six week value, and now I understand it. And going forward, I'd probably do the same thing, right? Um, but, but with a guy you're going to just do one week, and like, I, or a guy that's just going to ride your bench and like praying that somebody's going to get hurt. That's like me keeping all these backup running backs. You know what I'm saying? Like, but but I mean, but like, this wasn't one of those like, oh, I'm gonna pay twenty dollars just to have him on my bench. Like, I, like, there's a possibility that I literally have to start him this week. Just that, one week. Though, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, how many of those weeks are you gonna have, like? A pot, is it gonna be a possibility where you have to start? Him? How many do you think? Um, with buys coming up and injuries, I don't know. Like, like three yeah. or four more weeks. I mean, like, I just think there was no one else out there on the waiver wire, and like, it's it's a combination of things. I thought I had to start him, and I thought other people would bid him. You know, like like with the blind bidding, it's guessing. It's all guessing. I mean, like, well, like like if, if I had to say what he's worth, I'd say he's probably worth thirteen dollars, fourteen dollars, with the upside. I mean, like we've seen this dude in the past. Like I I, I know like the quarterback situation is different, or whatever. Like he's been a stud in the past. Yeah, you've roasted a lot of people for questionable things. That's a questionable one. Oh I'm my sorry. god. Also, just I know uh, as you were talking about that, I, I just picked up Tyler Boyd off the waiver wire too. That's, just, a, good, that's a good pick. Up. Just for free. Oh, uh, for free. You see, that's what I'm trying to say. Like you just dropped twenty dollars, and I think Tyler Boyd is valued more than Claypool this year. He might be. Honestly, so he I, might, I didn't even. This know is what I'm trying that. to say: is like you could have taken value where you for that one week, or you could just wait and, and tough it out, and or drop eight dollars and say, "Fuck, I didn't get him. Now I know." Right, and just tough it out and see who drops. But, but Claypool's ceiling is also pretty high, no? Like, isn't Claypool like like Claypool yeah. could boom? You, yes, you could make that argument. But yes, I agree with that with that. But like both of your guys, 
like your last week, your your last week pickup was with zero dollars with Taysom Hill. Like I'm, and I have gotten almost all my waivers with guys that have just been floating around at the end. I'm saying is the the guys that are on the fringe of not even being bet on, just put a little bet in that you think might win it. Right, you don't need to overpay if you don't want it. Get the guy that falls to the end that you can just pick up, like Tyler Boyd. Like I'm, I, I that's just me saying this is how I would preserve my budget. That this, this is my advice about the situation. You can do it differently. I mean, I, I had eighty nine dollars as well. I, I wanted the most. I was like, I, I needed to make some sort of splash after missing like the last two weeks at an even more key position. So I just didn't want to make that mistake again. I, I wanted to. I thought I was insuring both guys, but I wanted to insure at least one of the guys I wanted. I'm not that upset about it. Um, but then. I want to talk about fucking Jake. Like, I know this isn't, like, directly towards me, but, like, I feel like it's directly towards me. Because I've <laughs> talked with Proc and Jake before that they made these fucking stupid-ass, like, like, like backup quarterback, um, like, fab claims about trading for their quarterbacks. So last week, um, Proc drops 28 or whatever on Jared Goff when he has um, Josh Allen. This week, Jake drops 26 on Geno Smith when he has Pat Mahomes. I mean, like, I know I'm not the only team that, that, that needs a quarterback, but, like, I feel like... Like, since I directly talked to them about it, this was, like, definitely, like, oh, Murphy's a quarterback. So, oh, so now, so, so now so then, then it's smart. I mean, like, I'm not even saying it's stupid. It's just annoying for me. It's just fucking annoying. It's, I mean, it's, it's good. It's good strategy. Like, if they wanted to trade those those two, um, either their starters, now they have a guy they don't have to pick up the wire. So I get it, but it pisses me the fuck off. Like, what's your take on it? Like, do you understand like, why they didn't oh, do it? Oh, I mean, I don't agree with them at all. I think that's a waste of money. And, like, literally for the same reason that I was telling you. Those guys are riding their bench. Yeah, even more so. Yeah, is, like is you are never argument? playing them ever, and you're wasting 26% of your fab. However much. You said 26 dollars Yeah, yeah, 26 or 28, something like that. Over 20% of your fab that, for a guy that's riding the bench. Use your fab on a guy that will at least play. At yeah. least play. Like, I'm not, like, dude. $26. I'd, I'd have to agree. It sounds a little malicious if you ask me. Yeah, and it's, I mean, like, I get it. It's strategy. Well, like, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not mad at all. Like, yeah. like, like it's, it's, I get it, but, like... That's part of the reason why we did fat, so you can annoy, you, so you yeah. can annoy people. We talked about this. Spoiler. So I get it. Like, what the fuck? And you like, definitely have talked with, with trades with them now, probably, for the QBs, right? I had talked extensively with Jake for Mahomes. So that's what I'm trying to say. extensively so maybe, with Jake for Mahomes. So maybe it was a, maybe it was a positive thing for him. Uh, yeah. Well, I hope they both rot. So <laughs> they can fuck off. Matt can fuck off. Nick can fuck off for, for exposing a shitty trade. A number one. I, I have I have personal vendetta against four people in the league now. So they can all fuck off. I hope they lose. Four TikTok dance games. Um. What? Four games that are TikTok dance worthy. Mm, no. Not that. Not that much of a rivalry. No, because I think I'm better than them, so I'm not really worried about it. it it's more of like I, you've I thought that the last three times we played in your two and in your one and two against me. Okay, th- this is this is different. This no, is I'm different. just saying. I'm just saying it's not really about who's another team. Match just traded away Debo Samuel for two flexes, so I mean I'm not worried about him. Um, Nick's team sucks. Um, Prox team sucks right now too, and and yeah, Jake and Prox team are like pretty much the, the same team as each other. Just horrific running back. Not good running back. <laughs> Terrible running backs and great quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, so good luck, fellas. I- I'd be both missed the playoffs, so we'll see you then. Cheers. Um, what else we got? Is that it? I think that's it. Big week. Big week. I mean, 6-0 on the horizon. Um, if I win there, I'm two weeks away from the from the record of the most wins in a row. I think you hold it with eight. Uh, I had nine wins in nine a row. Nine wins, so uh, that's the hunt. That's the, that's the mission right now is to beat Merce single-season win record. Well... Couple weeks away, bud. You're a couple weeks away. Four weeks is a long way. Do you think you get it? No, it, 
if I beat, I had to look at my schedule. Let's look at the schedule because if I, I play Teddy this week, if I beat him, the number the, the percentage goes way up because <laughs> he's definitely one of my top. If I play Bodie, then that's gonna be a big. Let me look. I play, yeah, uh, probably not. I play Teddy, Proc, which I think I'll beat Proc. I play Bodie, which is a maybe, and then I play Matt. That would, if I play Matt for the for the tie for the ninth week. Okay. Yeah. See, so yeah, I have a tougher schedule coming up. I play Mike this week, who has a good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teddy next week, obviously, he's a great team. Um, Proc after that, which I mean, like, like could pop off. Now that I was worried about that, but then Bodie right after that. So I mean, three out of the next four weeks, I play like teams that I think are top six teams, like top top five or six. But teams, I finished so. this. I finished the year. I think exactly where I want. I got Nick, Brandon, Z, you again, and then Buse. I have this almost the same exact. Uh, yeah, after I face Bodie, I, I face Matt, Nick, Brandon, you, and then Z. So I mean, if I can just kind of if I can beat Mike this week, and then. Beat Teddy or Bodie, I think I'm fine. I think if I, I, I think if, if I if I just escape that three week stretch with one loss, and I enter my last five games with one loss, I think I end the season with just two losses. I think I lose to you the second time. I think I do. It's tough to beat someone twice. Yeah, it's tough to beat someone twice, and I think personally, personally, if I go as the one, number one seed, I think we meet in the finals again. <sighs> Imagine we had it two years in a row. Yeah, I, I per- personally think if I get, if I get the bye because I don't make it if I don't make the bye, I think that's my luck. Yep. I I only make it to the final if I get the bye. If I get the bye, I think your team is good enough to make your way through. Obviously, luck luck has to play its issues, but I think when I look at all the teams, I'm like, which team is going to be the most consistent and make its way through? And I would see your team, probably yours or Mike's team, to be honest with you. Yeah. Teddy or Bodie, I have to be more. Happy about this season. Because I would it, love if Mike lost out and didn't make it in. Yeah, I'm scared of his yeah, team. His team is good. It, it's very. It looks very consistent. Like I see 135 often. That's just what I see. True. Um, and honestly, I, I and I see that for you. I see 125 and up. And I see Bodie's team like hitting 150, but also hitting 100. And I see that same thing with Teddy. I mean, the injury thing. The, the injury yeah. thing with um with uh with Bodie, and then for Teddy, it comes down to the guys I gave him. It, like, yeah. like Taylor's got to come back and and play well. And so does Mark. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I mean, um, I think for if you can make another final. Like, like regardless of his against, regardless of you win, if you can make the final and end the season with only two losses, I think you got to definitively say that that it's me, you, and Bios are the three best fantasy players. Yeah, I think right. So. Right. If I, I if I get so. there, th- I mean, I really suck if I get there three times. The or, I mean, or, or, or Proc's in there too. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting about Proc. But 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 I think I think us four are there now. But I think for you, like. I'm still below. It's tough. Like I'm still not like there's there's always the go argument and the people that just aren't in the go argument. Yeah, and, and I mean honestly, like, like if you have, if you have only two losses this year and you win and you win the chip, I, th- I think you, I think you might pass me. I think you might pass me. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd have, have to say that. you have no accolades over. Me. I'd have to say that. Yeah. I would. I would. If I got the if I got the record for the best season and I ended, if I go undefeated, I, I have to, I have to put myself. Oh no, Buse still beats me. Two chips is better than sixteen and zero in a chip. No one's touching Buse until someone has two chips. chips. Uh, that's the truth. No one's touching Buse. I mean, and, and the, they don't even have to be back to back. We get like if, if the record's a lot better than Buse's. Like, like Buse will all be in the conversation with the back to back until someone really like takes him over. But like, it'd be, like you know, yeah. But since the, the second back to since the second one was six and seven, it's hard. That was really. Hey, I mean, he had he had a high amount of points for though. He did. Yeah. He, he had like top four points for. I'm pretty sure. So like six and seven, we talked about. I mean, his team was pretty good. So, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It's all conjecture now. It's early. It's still only week six. It's, I, I'm, I, at the moment, just looking at the playoff bracket, you get the buy. Teddy gets the buy. Um, I'm the three seed. I face Brandon in the first round, and then to be Nick against Bodie. Yeah, I don't. You know, just with fate and the way that I think always things work 
somehow somehow work out to be. I don't think you're in the reason why I think we say play each other in the final is I don't think you're in my side. I think fate plays that. I think luck plays that. I just somehow think someone's going to somehow score more points. You have the same record or vice versa. See, I, and, I mean, uh, all I got to be is two or three. And, and, and then if you're the one, we're on opposite sides. Is it, so, yeah. I mean, fi- finals again? Dude, I mean, we talked about it on the pod before. I mean, I'm still – I mean, I have a 96% chance of making the playoffs. Yeah, you're pretty much in. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not really up to me now. It's, it's, up, to you. it's, it's, it's up to you now. You have I mean, to let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. That's all. But I, I, but I will say now, I will not even make the chip if I don't get the first seed. But if I do get the first seed, what's going to happen is the boomer bust will happen. Teddy and Bodie are the, are the ones that play in the bye. They have the boom. And then they play me. And then they have to look for the boom again. And their team isn't the boom worthy yet. This is why they have to change my mind. But as I look at it right now, they have to go boom, boom in a row. And I just, with my team dropping 135, I don't think their team's capable of that. Um, yeah, it's also interesting because I feel like, not guarantees, but I think me, you... Bodie and Teddy like are as close to locks and making the playoffs as we have. Yeah. So it's interesting that like five weeks in, like it's it, like we're gonna get roasted for this on the podcast. Right? Tell yeah. Well, five weeks in, I feel like I'm pretty confident saying that that all four of us are gonna make the playoffs. So that leaves two spots left, and then that leaves a lot of room for moving up and down. So we'll see. We'll see. We're almost at the halfway point in the regular season. That's kind of wild. That's kind of wild because what there is. Let me just check before we go. Thirteen games in the regular season. Fourteen now because the seventeenth. Oh wow! So yeah, yeah. So after next week, we'll be at the halfway point in the regular season. So so then, at, like after after <laughs> next week, we'll be able to have a really good picture of like what's going on here. Uh, well, what's going on? Uh, I think that there'll be another lock for the playoffs. It might be Teddy East four and one. I mean, it might be, like yeah, if he beats me and him and I are both five and one, I think that's a tough. Well, and then he beats me again in the next week, and he's six and one. Like like if Teddy if Teddy's end up 6-1 and one for the next two weeks he's a lock it's over yeah. like, like you and him are in 100% so we'll see it's interesting alright well uh, that was a good little pod might have some more trades coming up for you um, for next week's pod a little oh, bit of shake up but you'll have to wait wait and see I guess oh, it's getting noisy in the, in the chats Yep. B's and G's. That's all I can say. Hey, we, we might have another winner circle pod coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm just <laughs> gonna put it out there. Yeah, I know. If we both win, it's gonna be a tough, tough listen for you guys again. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, kids. Uh, well, I'm the snake, and I'm the weasel, and that's it. Adios.